Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 14 for Friday, January 19th. I am Alex Uwe and I'm here today with Ray Estrada. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Um, I'm okay. I just realized that when I was playing the intro music there, I stopped it pretty abruptly. Um, <laughs> that nice. was, yep, it's, it's all good though. You know, it's, it's just cosmetics, you know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, we've been mixing it up with the intro music too, if you didn't happen to notice that. Hope you like that better than the, the same old, same old every single week. We just wanted to do something different with that. Um, so today we're talking about the Giants. That is our team of the week. And what a, you know, what great timing for that to have happened. They, of course, traded for Andrew McCutcheon just a couple days ago. And, of course, traded for Evan Longoria. They are the, the franchise face dealers, I guess you could call them. Um, but you wrote your article on them. What is your uh, yes. initial reaction to all of the, uh, the Giants' offseason moves? Uh, well, for the offseason moves, um, kind of, like I said, very short-sighted, in my opinion. Um, and this is not coming from, I mean, it is coming from Dodgers fan perspective, me, but not like, oh, okay, the Giants, I hate the Giants, so everything you do is wrong. But, um, I mean, they're good players, Longoria and McCutcheon, obviously, they're still arguably elite players, but um, I, in a division where teams are getting younger, where the D-backs uh, have good young pieces, the Dodgers have good young pieces, the Rockies are looking, uh, they always seem to have young guys and the Padres are, we've talked about them, our very first team of the week episode, the Padres have a lot of young guys who are looking really good. To build the ultimate 2012 team doesn't seem the right uh, direction for the Giants. <laughs> um, I mean, they did win in 2012, if that's any consolation. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> Trying to bring back nostalgia from a better time. I don't know if it makes them feel, I, I see them as homewreckers now. That's, that's kind of the fun way I, I look at it. Um, you know, all they're breaking random baseball fans' hearts across the country. Uh, who knows who they'll get next? But, you know, it is, it's in their best interest to, uh, to try to compete before the window closes. But by going after players that are clearly not at the peak of their game anymore, that is something that's curious because they're already such an old team. I don't actually know um, what the new average age of their, their roster is, but... I do know that I, I, uh, I saw that the only player that, or the only, I guess there's two players, Jarrett Parker is one of them, but he's going to be 30 like at the end of this year, so he'll be a full season as a 29-year-old. But the only other starter that is under the age of 30 is Joe Panic, and he's 27. He's not that like young kid anymore. He's been around for a while. So that's a very old roster in Say what you will about the uh, the players there, and their track records and their performances. Uh, that's just a lot of risk. There's more risk as the the age goes up, and that's just kind of the fact of the matter. It's a very demanding sport, a long, long season. Um, yeah. So there's you touched on each of these trades a little bit more specifically, and some of the pieces that went back and forth between these teams. Let's start by talking about the older one. Let's talk about Evan Longoria. And we'll talk about the pieces that the Giants gave up in exchange for the the aging third baseman. Um, so, is there any? I mean, obviously they didn't have to give up very much in either of these cases, really. But uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the players the Giants sent uh, to the Rays? 
Uh, well, the Giants hit their top prospect now, the Rays number four prospect, uh, Christian Arroyo. He came up uh, last year and uh, actually debuted alongside Cody Bellinger, um, and we thought these two could battle out. Battle it out. Um, we had, I think we had a conversation who's going to stay up longer. Uh, he didn't stay up very long. Uh, Arroyo did. Um, well, he got struggled. hurt, didn't he? Uh, he did. Yeah, he struggled with injuries, but um, so he sent to Tampa. To Tampa Bay, Denard Span was sent over to Tampa Bay, kind of clearing out that spot for uh, McCutcheon. Eventually, they were always looking for an outfielder. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I just saw it too, but a couple other minor league pieces uh, went the other way right. as and well. Not, not top prospects, so I no, no, and, they're not and, important. And the, the Giants' uh, farm system is not uh, highly regarded among uh, people who worry about prospects. So I mean. Yeah, they're they're just not very, you know, good. Yeah. Pro- it's not a good farm system like it used to be. It's not a bad farm system either. It's just very middling. So, yeah, I mean, the Rays really wanted to uh, to dump some payroll in, you know, in a way that lost them their, I guess, the best player their franchise has ever had, pretty undisputably. Um, I you know, there's been a lot of talk lately with the the lack of off-season transaction activity about just the the economic side of the game and you know what teams responsibilities are from a business standpoint compared to a uh, competitive and fan base pleasing standpoint it's a very blurred line it's a very tricky thing to balance um, and you know a team like the Rays just couldn't do it for very long they're not new to trading beloved franchise type players you know they'll they'll do what they need to do but hopefully it does help them be more competitive down the road Longoria is not a great player anymore um I some people seem to think that Longoria is going to be revitalized by joining a playoff um contending Giants team and we'll talk about specifically how playoff contending they really are uh, do you <laughs> see that happening at all with Longoria do you think he has some kind of spark that is gonna you know get him going again no, and I mean, when you when you look at his numbers, it's not like he's necessarily fallen off a cliff. I know he had one poor year. I can't remember what year it was, but I mean, he hasn't obviously he obviously hasn't been top tier Evan Longoria, but he's not awful. He's a solid hitter at this point, above average hitter. And but I, another thing I heard is like, oh, Longoria is going back to California. He's going back home. It's like he went to Long Beach State. He's a Southern California guy. He's a. It, it, I'm not sure um, how much that plays into it, but. Yeah, I don't see, like, all of a sudden Longoria gets to the Giants and then – because, I mean, he's, he seemed to be really happy with the Rays. I don't know why the Rays were stifling him if that's if that's the case that a lot of people are making. Yeah, and <laughs> you say above-average hitter. He's not really an above-average hitter anymore, and that's, and that's okay. You know, he's put together a pretty nice career, uh, and it's – he's – pretty far removed from being one of the considered one of the better players in all of baseball um, he has been a very consistent player health-wise though I think he leads the leads all of Major League Baseball in games played over the last five years uh, which is not surprising because he played 160 or more in four of those seasons and then 156 in the other one which was last year so that's something else to keep in mind the Giants could use um, just as many reliable pieces as they can get at this point. Um, and then, you know, talking about reliability, I guess we can talk about Andrew McCutcheon now. 
who is, you know, if not as beloved as Longoria was in Tampa Bay, even more so in Pittsburgh. Um, he was really one of the faces of baseball at the peak of his career when he was, you know, the MVP of the league and taking Pittsburgh to the playoffs for the first time in however long, like 20-some years about at that point. So, you know, that's going to be a hard one for Pirates fans to swallow. There's been lots of outrage. It happened on the in the wake of Garrett Cole being traded to the Astros, of course, and there's been a lot of you know, hatred towards their their ownership. Um, Bob Nutting, at this point, is not looking like the uh, the favorite <laughs> guy in all of baseball. It, I saw that there's a there's a petition that got like over forty thousand signatures signed to uh, to force him to sell the Pirates. I don't think that's going <laughs> to do anything, but no. that's that's pretty amazing that in such a short amount of time, forty thousand people are angry enough at the pirates and what they've done to uh to make <laughs> to make something to take action in such a way jesus christ i think i'm under attack but i can't actually tell um i think i'm safe it's all right <laughs> I, this is very loud with the uh the air force base nearby but <laughs> there's um we're talking about the pirates and bob nutting he is probably not going anywhere the pirates have done with they've done for years now which is not spend any money and try to you know scrape their way into the playoffs uh, so nothing really new from a management standpoint just a lot of new anger that has arisen uh, it's that's more pirates related we'll try to keep it um, related to the giants so andrew mccutcheon his immediate impact obviously is that he's still a pretty good hitter but what really talk more about the role that he's going to play and fill there in uh, San Francisco. Um, I mean, to me right now, it seems like he's going to be the center fielder. I'm not sure uh, Jared Parker can play center, but um, I think McCushion is going to have to slide in, be an everyday guy, man that huge outfield in uh, an AT&T park, which uh, I know he's kind of struggled a little bit, but he he came back to center field last year and um, play, played well. He's, I mean, he's going to ca- come in and be a contributor. That's, what, that's why the Giants got him. He's going to be a one-year rental at this point. Um, we'll see what the market shakes out for him next offseason. But, uh, yeah, just going to come in, probably play center field every day. So I do think I read that he is going to be playing right field for really? the Giants, which is not too surprising because, no. you know, it is a very difficult center field to play. And... Also, I am under the impression that they're not quite done constructing their roster for next season, so there could be another uh, outfield signing on the way. There's so many. Uh, there's actually so many outfielders still available on the free agent market. I'll try to pull up a list in a second, and I'll read off some of the names. But um, I do think I saw that McCutcheon will be playing right field in, to a company that he was talking about how uh, his defensive metrics hopefully will not be as ridiculed in, in right field as they were in center field when he was at the Pirates. A very minute detail uh, into uh, to a very uh, picky detail to go against his game there. So, you know, Andrew McCutcheon with the Giants will be you know, just a lot of fun for, for that team anyway. I imagine we'll see a lot more, uh, a lot more dreads in the, the stands <laughs> just as the, the Panda... Hats took over San Francisco a while ago. Um, 
yeah, they have fun with all their their players over there. They're in good hands. They're not, you know, they've been stripped from their their home franchises, but uh, <laughs> that's not necessarily gonna ruin baseball from a from a fan perspective. Just the Giants get all the fan, just get to have a lot more fun now. Uh, and if they don't win, then they're gonna have a lot less fun. And if you know if that makes you feel better about the uh, the state of baseball, in that Giants fans will not be happy after the season, then you can you can think that way if you want. Also, um, all right. So let's we'll talk about how they're gonna round out their roster because most of their roster is pretty set in stone, but they do seem like they need more pieces, especially if they want to make a push at a wild card or division spot. Um, so what, what are the next steps? We've, we've talked about what they've done and, you know, by many measures, they've done a pretty good job without, you know, not giving up very many players. So what's, what's next? Go ahead and tell us what you think the next move is. I said next like 20 times there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think Hunter Pence has got to watch next. Um, yes. Uh, you mentioned that McC- they're saying McCutcheon's going to play right. That is Hunter Pence's spot when he's healthy, which is rare uh, uh, nowadays. But um, so it sounds like they they def- I think they definitely want to move him, and they definitely should move him if they want to contend now. Um, perhaps Lorenzo Cain is still they're still in talks with him uh, in terms of him playing center out there, and then I can't think of other uh, outfield options off the top of my head. But I'm, I'm working sure on it. <laughs> in con- I'm sure they're in contact with other outfield options. But uh, yeah, really solidifying that outfield because, uh, like you said, Hunter Pence isn't a big health guy. If he's not a big health guy, <laughs> no, just just the way you say it, like makes it sound like he's he doesn't drink uh, kale smoothies and goes for jogs and headbands. I don't I don't know why that's. It seems like something he actually does do. I'm just considering I don't know. how he's weird a, he is. He's a weird, he's a weird dude. But um, <laughs> yeah. So Hunter Pence is probably going to be moved. I. I forget how much he's owed, but a release was is probably a little bit surprising. But uh, I'm sure they're talk to teams about Hunter Pence at this point. I don't know if he's a tradable commodity at this point, and he's that, actually that, still is a very prominent team leader of that club. And you know, as a you know either starting left fielder or fourth outfielder, depending on how his health does hold up, it's not a bad guy to have on your roster. You know, you talk about. Adrian Gonzalez with the Dodgers and even more more so like Adrian Gonzalez last year with the Dodgers who still you know played not at the same caliber that he did when he was in his prime but still was there in kind of a a staple on that team in a clubhouse leader a presence which is not underrated in today's game Um, in terms of outfielders that they could go after they could also, um, you mentioned Lorenzo Cain, they could go after Gerard Dyson, who is also a very great, very good above-average defender who could bring that dynamic back. Um, and in terms of other outfielders, this list is actually really bad. I'm going to find a new list. Um, <laughs> there, there are quite a few like corner outfield-y type options, which I don't think is what they're looking for with Jarrett Parker and Hunter Pence um, manning the other spots so they they definitely look like they want to get a center fielder Um, and who that will end up being I have no idea it it would be in their best interest to go after Lorenzo Cain considering nobody else seems to 
have any interest in going after Lorenzo Cain. He's a very good player still, and <laughs> it's, it, it is pretty baffling to me that Lorenzo Cain has not gotten more attention than he has. There's not a lot of holdups in his game. So yeah, give, where, where are we going from here? We've, we've talked about most of the, the aspects of their team. Let's talk about pitching, maybe, because their pitching last year was atrocious, but this year yes. they have a presumably full, healthy rotation that consists of Madison Bumgarner, Johnny Cueto, Jeff Samarja, who was actually really good last year, um, and others. So why don't you go ahead and bring up others that are not so so obvious rotation pieces? Uh, well, the guy who uh, started 24 games last year, um, uh, Ty Block, or Black, I don't know. Ty Block. Ty Block, okay, yeah. Like a uh, he block. had He pitched 24, he started 24 games, uh, 32, 32 total appearances, uh, he pitched to a not good ERA, but um, uh, nobody really did. Madison Bumgarner is the only starter who pitched to uh, ERA under four with a three point three two. But uh, Ty Block's kind of actually we know that Matt Kane retired, so Ty Block looks set to fill that probably fifth spot in the rotation. Matt Moore hopefully can bounce back. Matt and... Moore is no longer on the Giants. He's not. He is on the Rangers. He got oh, traded. Oh, that's to the right. Rangers. He got traded. <laughs> It, well, it, yeah, not that Matt Moore was a fantastic pitcher anyway last year. He actually I completely forgot about he that. was one of my my sleeper guys to kind of have a bounce back year, but now maybe not so much in Texas back in the American League. No, so but I mean that that that, that kind of tells you how poor Matt Moore's year was last year that we don't remember him being traded. I remembered. <laughs> you don't, remember? Don't don't rope me into this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so. In terms of extra pieces, they have a couple low-level prospects that uh, are were good, but I mean, well, here's I was. Well, I'll I'll go ahead and bring up a guy because as a as a fantasy baseball kind of um, primary kind of person, you know, I I do get to yes. to look at a lot of the lower rotation types of guys, and I will say Chris Stratton is not a bad pitcher by any means. He's 27 years old. And he had a good season last year. He had a three six eight ERA, which is you know nothing to be, you know, marveling at. But struck out a decent percentage of batters. He had fifty one and fifty eight innings. Uh, the WHIP is still like pretty considerably high, but most of that was um, was contact based. He's not a big walk guy, um, so I think he can bounce back and have a a serviceable season for a team that you know, really needs some, some help in the back end. I think he will get a fair crack yet again, just as he did last year. Um, he only did start 13 games for the Giants. Actually, was it even that many games? That's how many games he was in. Um, he started 10 of those games, so only 10 starts last year. Not a huge sample size, but I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on him. I like the strikeout stuff. Um, yeah, so that was just another little tidbit to throw out there from their, from their in-house options. Um, what, the free agent market I'll, I'll turn to again because it is still so so full of options. Not very good options, but, you know, options nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> what what starting pitching options do you think they could turn to? I mean, there's a lot of starting pitchers out there, uh, surprisingly. Um, Lance Lynn, Alex Cobb remain unsigned. I don't know how much you're targeting them. Uh, Jason Vargas, who had a surprise surprisingly good year possibly a fluke last year with the royals but 
maybe a guy who just kind of solidify that bottom half of the rotation. Uh, there, there's just a lot of names that they can they can sign and just hope that they don't blow up like uh, like they did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they, you know, there's some of those names you mentioned. You know, if they want to stick with the the very high average age um, roster that they're going with, they can certainly do so by signing some of those guys. Annabelle Sanchez is another guy <laughs> that, uh, you know, if they're if they're feeling lucky, they could take a shot on him. That I wouldn't be too uh, surprised to see that one actually. Um, Hector Santiago is another name that's. You know, not a not a premier pitcher, but another guy out there. Uh, and just, it is kind of strange how many free agents there still are that are not amazing free agents. You know, we never did touch, Edison Volquez is another one. Um, yeah. So, they can sign I, a Bartolo Colon. Oh, there you go. Talk, talking about uh, acquiring former faces of franchise, this guy is just, they can just acquire the face of baseball. Just the, actually the body, <laughs> just the physique of baseball more so. Um, in Bartolo Colon, there isn't any like under thirty pitchers though on the market. Um, David Holmberg and Drew Hutchinson. Really? There's wait. There's no under. There's no according pitchers to, under the age of thirty. According to MLB trade rumors, who have a pretty solid list of free agents, the only pitchers I see under thirty are. Uh, David Holmberg, who's 26, and Drew Hutchison, who's 27. There's a there are a few guys at 30, like Cahill, Brett, Brett Anderson, still only 30, AJ, AJ Griffin, uh, right. Jeff Locke. But that is really interesting. I never I never thought about that. But I mean, we're talking about and here, here's my thing. I think they should they need to get younger. And there's not a whole lot of options out there. This free agency to get younger. But I I mean to. I, I think they should really focus on restocking that farm system, not necessarily selling off a bunch of major league talent to rebuild stock that farm system, but a couple pieces here or there I think is the way they should go and kind of gradually shore up uh, their their minor league system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they'll still need to get a couple guys super cheap just to you know pitch in the back mm-hmm. of that rotation. Um, so there's not too much concern there. They They look pretty good at the top end anyway. I don't. I, do you see the any chance they go after a Jake Arrieta or you Darvish at this point? Uh, no, I don't think. I don't think the finances would work for them. They already. They still have a lot of money in Cueto, a lot of money in Samarja, um, and if they're looking to sign an outfielder, I think they're they can't go get a high end starting pitcher, um, and spend all that money and still mm-hmm. hope to get an outfielder. Yeah. Speaking of outfielders, we never did list off a bunch of options for them, but I'll go ahead and do that now. Um, they could get Nori Aoki, who I th- believe was a giant at one point, so that would be quite I a I believe reunion. it was at, at the beginning of last year, and they released him very quickly. Damn. Well, too bad. Uh, Jose Bautista, <laughs> of course. The, the Just yes. keep bringing in the, the former faces of franchises, please. I, I'd really love to see just the all-2012 super team. That that would make it perfect. They could sign Ichiro. Yes, please. Why, like, what's, why is nobody signing Ichiro? That could be its entirely own podcast at this point. Yes. And it really does frustrate me. Uh, Melky Cabrera, that would be another interesting reunion since his last stint involved a 50-game suspension for PEDs. <laughs> uh, who else we got here? Um, Rajay Davis, if they want to, uh, to take on Cleveland's World Series hero. Uh, they Sign could... Carlo- Carlos Gonzalez, who... Doesn't 
hit right. well in the ballpark, or does he? Hey, twenty twelve super team. That's what we're going for here, right? That's the goal. We're, they're trying yes. to win the twenty twelve World Series again. So think, Bautista. Yeah, Bautista and Cargo are no brainers at this point. Yeah. Um, and then you could also go with uh, oh Carlos Gomez if you want to go with the other Cargo. Also, Austin Jackson, perfectly good candidate. Austin Jackson, Matt Holiday, hello. And not that he oh, can yes. play outfield anymore, but you know, <laughs> he's still there. Um, Curtis Granderson. Oh, and he he's on the Blue Jays. He, yep, he did get signed. That is good. Good for Curtis Granderson. He's one of my favorite players. Just he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, who else we got here? We got Cameron Maben. Cameron Maben would actually be a really good fit. I want to see them sign Cameron Maybe. Yeah. That's that one's genuine. That one's real, <laughs> not 2012 BS super team. That one's a real suggestion for the Giants. Uh, I'm sure they've they're they're a smart front office. I'm sure they've looked into him very inclusively so far. Um, who else we got? There's uh, there's actually not too many more. <laughs> ben Revere is another guy they could go after. Um, yeah, we're we're starting to get near the bottom of this this list yeah. at this point. Uh, Michael Saunders, he was, I, wow, he's really done nothing in the last year or so. <laughs> Considering how good a season he had in 2016, it was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I think that's that's most of them. You mentioned Ichiro, of course. Um, <laughs> and this. It's it's such a weird thing. Oh, Jason Worth. If they want to, they want to stay old. They can do that. Yes. Um, I <laughs> I I feel like I'm talking about them in a very degrading way. By I mean, here's here's the thing. They they have pieces that make it seem encouraging, but they had the same pieces last year, and they were the second worst team in baseball. I I mean, it's 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 hard to see when they're not getting younger to sign all, to bring in all these aging guys not necessarily old but it's it's hard to see they have this five-year plan of they're going to contend for more titles yeah yes even next year I, and that's probably their mindset if we get one more good run out of this we get one more e- e- even your bullshit title then it's all worthwhile <laughs> you know there's only this is the last even year they have to to seize in the the and the, the two thousand teens, yeah. So two thousand tens, the tens, the teens, the tens, tens. Got it. Um, yeah, they they are running out of time. They know the magic of the even year. So, I mean, understandable, I guess. At this point, they're not a. You know, they'll they'll be able to spend money even. Like they're not going to be in rough shape, even if they don't contend for a year or two. I I can't see them staying down for, for all that long. Uh, you know what they, they really should do is they should take on Jacoby Ellsbury's contract, but, you know, <laughs> in a completely realistic way, you know, take on his contract and take some prospects from the Yankees who are just absolutely loaded in trying to get rid of Ellsbury. I, I mean, it, it, <laughs> there's no better fit for a guy with a no-trade clause than to go to a team that's trying to make a push and is loading up with a 2012 super team. How many times have we said 2012 super team? Um, a lot. Plenty of times. Even though Jacoby Ellsbury uh, would fit the 2011 super team profile more specifically. <laughs> so, I, you know, somebody somebody needs to do that with Ellsbury. Somebody that wants prospects should just take on a few years of Ellsbury contract and 
you know, stock up that farm system with another valuable piece. I'm sure the Yankees would be more than happy to oblige. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Over, overall, Giants, do you see them making the playoffs this year? Um, I see them contending, but I, I, it's tough. I, it's tough to see them getting past the, uh, the Diamondbacks, even if they don't have JD Martinez. Uh, and if the Rockies hit like they do and, and pitch well enough, I, it's going to be tough for them to get, get past them in, in the division. And so I, I, like I said, maybe a second wild card for them, but the rest of the NL is very good, especially in the NL West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is definitely the best division in baseball right now. No, I, I I don't think there's any question about it. Last year it was. Yeah. It seemed like the AL East was the strongest division in well, baseball. Well, you thought the AL East would be because it seemed like every team had a shot to win a wild card, and at one point they did. But that AL wild card, second AL wild card, wasn't exactly a, a massive um, like record you had to get. But right, but in, just in terms of roster construction and the types of teams that are that were going at it last year. It definitely looked like the AL East, and we've completely shifted to the NL West. So how about that? All right, I think that is a good place for us to finish up the podcast for today. I, I guess I'd never give my official prediction. I don't, I don't see them making it, and they're in for a disappointing couple years. But like I said, they'll bounce back pretty quick. That is going to do it for our podcast today, though. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We do want to hear what you have to say about the Giants. Are you outraged at the the Pirates and the Rays for trading away their franchise players? Are you are you one of the people that signed the petition to to force Bob Nutting out of the ownership? Um, let us know, and we'd love to hear your thoughts and answer any questions you have. The best way to do that is by going on our Facebook or Twitter and tweeting us at BeatTheShiftBP. Um, and that's the same on Facebook. Those are the best places to get in touch with us. And, of course, you can email us, beattheshiftbaseball at gmail.com. Check out our website. All the articles are there, as well as the Giants article that Ray wrote to go along with the podcast. So make sure you check that out as well. Thanks, everybody, one last time for joining us. As always, Ray. Peace. Sandrazine, your fever scream me again. Never kisses, or do you ever send a poster? Do you know where the muffins go? They go along to take your honey. Way down our weeds, build a breakfast, now let's see my.